Good evening. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and beautiful Sunday afternoon. Or I guess it's evening now, but uh, hope everybody's doing well and staying dry and all that good fun stuff. Hope everybody got you a nap in. I uh, I tell you what, at church, Brandy made a, an awesome uh, lunch. I love uh, fried rice and she made... Uh, a killer uh, uh, fried rice after lunch, and I tell you what, I laid down for a second, and I'm telling you, I had to. I, I went to a deep uh, sleep. I like to have never <laughs> I had to fight uh, to get myself back up. I mean, I just felt like uh, uh, the reserves were depleted. You know, I mean, it just like uh, uh, like a battery is uh, was going dead. I was just I tell you what, it took everything in me. Uh, to get awake, so uh, yeah, <clears throat> I'm sorry for that. Uh, we're having to meet online uh, this evening. Uh, I know that we've been trying to do outdoor services on Sunday nights, and uh, you know, weather permitting, and uh, uh, they according to the the app, they're supposed to start raining uh, uh, this evening, and uh, so it showed around six o'clock. So I don't know, maybe where you're at, it is raining. It's not really raining here at the house at the present moment, but uh, so I hope you'll understand. I just hate to be out there and be right in a middle of something and all of a sudden it come a downpour and, and uh, ruin the whole whole thing so uh, so Lord willing maybe next Sunday if it's uh, weather will allow we'll try to hit it again uh, from what I can tell it's supposed to be pretty nice fact the weather I think the only highs on speed supposed to be 75 so it should be nice and cool and comfortable and uh, you better get out there and enjoy it a little bit so all right well, let's go ahead and look at our uh, our 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 message, our uh, opening scripture uh, this evening. So if you have your uh, Bibles hand, oh, my wife said it just started raining here. So, oh, and Juanita said it's raining in gray now. So there you go. I've, that makes me feel better because in other words, when they say it's supposed to rain and then uh, it doesn't, then I feel foolish for not for not uh, having service. So that makes me feel a little better. So uh, then, then again, it's kind of like the other, uh, so was it Friday night, I think it was, uh, it rained at Boone's Creek. It rained in Sulphur Springs. We didn't get a drop here at the house. That was really weird. So, I don't know. That's odd how that happens. All right. But anyway, let's look at our Bible verse this evening. We're going to look at Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7 as our opening scripture. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. All right. And as me, Pappy always says, bless the reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. So, all right. So let's go ahead and if you have any prayer requests, please be sure to put those in the comments. And so we will address those. Uh, Mr. Ledford uh, has on here, pray for our daughter, Tina Ledford Vargo. She was admitting, uh, admitted hospital in Concord. She is trying to find out why she is passing out. Oh, goodness. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Ledford. Hopefully they can find out what's going on, and uh, we'll pray the doctors will be guided to uh, uh, to some answers and to bring her to full complete health. So we'll definitely definitely be praying for that. Hopefully it's nothing nothing major at all. Some something simple they can take care of. Uh, let's see here: uh, Kim Penix, Jane Kitchings, Larky and Nancy, Johnny and Nora, Murph, Morris and Carolyn. Glenn Johnson, Joe Franklin, P.T. Glover and Sherry, Phil Goins' family, uh, Dallas Arwood, uh, B.F. Barker, uh, Donna and Larry, Ron and Thelma, Wendy Lee, Fran Pear, Troy and Ginger Hood, uh, the teachers and students. I know uh, after fall, I think it's after fall break, uh, I can't remember they're going to be going back to school. And 
I don't know, like one or two days a week, but still, uh, to be praying for that whole situation there. Uh, see, Joy Dance, uh, Miss Mousy's mom, uh, Willie Metcalf, Sarah Slagle, and um, keep my dad in your prayers and worry about him. And uh, so the, the older I get, the older he gets, well, the older I get too, the more I worry sick about him, my mom, and uh, so just uh, keep him in your prayers. I tell you what, I don't know what I'm going to do with him. He said, uh, uh, something about uh, about his lifespan or something. I said, I'll pray that you live another 30 years. And he said uh, he wanted to be make sure that he was able to get around and do stuff. I said, well, that's my prayer, too. That you'll be good health, be able to do things. He said he wouldn't be in a nursing home. I said, ain't no chance in the world that would happen. I said, I've worked in nursing homes, and I will sell everything I've got uh, to... Uh, uh, to keep him, uh, or if I ever come to hope, pray that never comes to that. If I ever did him, my mom both, I would do everything in my power to keep that from happening. I, uh, I know sometimes situations are present themselves where that's not possible, but I pray that I can prevent something like that from happening. I really do. So, well, let's go ahead and have a, a word of prayer. Now, Father Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. And Lord, thank you for your love. And uh, Lord, we'll lift up each and one of these prayer requests and concerns. Uh, Lord, I pray that you be with Larry and Dinah Knight. And uh, Lord, I pray that you keep your hands upon them and help them. I pray that you be with Ron and Thelma. I pray that you be with Kim Penix. Uh, Lord, help her. She's healing from the surgery. Lord, I pray that you be with the family of Phil Goins. And I pray that you'll be with Ginger and Troy Hood. I pray that you be with uh, Michelle, uh, Miss Mousy's uh, mother, that you continue to heal her. Uh, Lord, I pray that you be with Fran Pear. I pray that you be with Roger Winters, Mr. Murph. And Lord, I pray that um, you'll be with uh, uh, Mr. Ledford's daughter. Uh, and Lord, you know the situation, what's going on there. And I pray that you will uh, bring uh, her to, to, uh, uh, to a healthy place and that you'll guide the doctors to find out what's going on. Uh, Lord, I pray that uh, uh, you'll be with all the prayer requests and concerns that are uh, that has been mentioned, and Lord, you know the hearts and minds of each and every listener here uh, this evening, and Lord, I pray that you will be done in each and every situation. Lord, we thank you, we love you, and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Uh, <laughs> my dad, he sent me a text while I was praying. He said, uh, can your mom move in with you now? Well, my poor old God bless it, Mama. You believe that? My dad would write something like that. He just, just, I can't believe that he would uh, want to abandon his his sweet, loving wife in such a way. That's just, uh, just, just mean. <laughs> so, but, uh, but my father is mean. Uh, that just anybody that knows him, there is uh, rottenness within him. So. That's why I, uh, if, he, if he ever had to be put in one of those hover rounds, I swear to goodness, I'd find some way uh, to put a Harley engine in it. That way he could torment people everywhere that he went. He'd go in the Walmart and just rev it up, you know. <laughs> Please, sir, we can't have that. <laughs> so I could just see it. Uh, he is uh, hes that kind of guy. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. The Apple Ride raised uh, $668. I'm just doing some announcements here. What's mentioned this morning. 
that says you can still donate money goes to the Special Olympics. Wonders why I wanted to be sure and mention that. I know that they said they always they usually try to raise about twelve hundred. I did have somebody message me uh, this afternoon wanting to know if they could still donate, and uh, so please feel free uh, uh, to uh, if you want to uh, contact us here at the church, and uh, uh, they'll be happy to uh, to take that to to give that to the the Special Olympics. So. Uh, uh, if you, that is still available if you want to do that. Uh, let's see. Thank you, Marlene and Kathy, for all the donations. Thank you, Paul. And, okay, that's probably about it, really. Um, like I say, um, i try to think here. Um, of course, I do my devotions each morning at 6.15. Uh, in the morning, I, and of course those on social media. I mean, you you know that, and I don't I don't have to really tell you guys, but I only mention that for those who are watching online uh, on our website uh, that may not be aware. So that's the reason why I make mention of it. And uh, don't forget uh, the Doc Young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes, free of charge. It's audio only, uh, but um, uh, I upload all of our devotions. Uh, all of our um, uh, sermons, all that goes on there. So I've had uh, several people say they listen to it on their way to work and things like that. So, you know, if you're working out, working around the house, something like that, uh, you go to that podcast and say, if Dad had a sermon from two weeks ago, you know, you can go back and listen to it. And uh, that's why I do that. Um, but um, I guess that's it. I was just trying to think, double check, make sure. I feel like I'm forgetting something. But as far as I know, that's it. Now, um, I guess I ought to make mention, too, uh, I did have somebody um, ask about our fall festival. And because of all this with this uh, COVID ordeal, uh, we're not going to be able to have it this year. I hate that. I did see where uh, a lot of, uh, uh, I think I saw where um, uh, Solomon County, Washington County, a lot of different uh churches and organizations are canceling like their truck or treats and things like that so we're not the only ones and i hate it because i i'll tell you man i really look forward to that we always usually have lightning charlie come and sing and and everybody decorates their tables and i love seeing the kids come in me and brandy always try to do something uh, crazy and elaborate and uh, i really man I, it kills me that we're not gonna be able to do it it's killed me that we didn't get to have our car and bike show this year i just oh man it's been a, a tough year it's like we didn't get to even have our easter i mean you know it's just been golly it's been the weirdest year you know i mean it really has and uh uh summer has just been i don't know it's like i don't know like we didn't i don't know it's just, the whole thing's just been odd it really has i i i, I told dad and he you know and i've told you before i hate wearing that most mask I tell, i'd rather somebody beat me but what's the alternative you know what are you gonna do you take the risk the chance of you know, dealing with something far worse than a mask, you know, so. Well, uh, let's look at our um, uh, opening scripture. We're going to look, uh, we're going to try to concentrate tonight on uh, Hebrews 12, 18 through 24, and um, uh, I know I mentioned 17, and, and technically it will involve 17, you know, we're going to kind of back up and hit a few things there, but primarily uh, our, our major focus this evening will be 18 through 24. So, um, if you have your Bibles handy, and of course, I'm you know for the sake of the study, we've been looking at Hebrews. I'm sorry, <laughs> I've been reading from the English Standard Version. Now, uh, here's something I need to, you all to be praying about. Uh, we're nearing the finish of uh, chapter 12 here. We get ready to dive into 13. So, I mean, we still got a probably a couple weeks worth of study. I, I would say a week or two, uh, and uh, be praying about where uh, uh, what 
you would like to uh, study after this because I enjoy uh, the in-depth studies on Sunday night and Wednesday nights. I mean, I enjoy Sunday mornings too, don't get me wrong. Uh, but I, I like the, the teaching aspect. I like diving into these things and having a clear understanding. And I'm telling you, this study through Hebrews has really, uh, uh, it, it really enlightened me, has really helped me in my walk, and uh, has really drawn me closer to the Lord. I, I have thoroughly enjoyed uh, this study in Hebrews. So uh, if you have um, uh, a book of the Bible that maybe that you're, kind of confused on uh, or that you would like, do you think would make for an interesting study, uh, message me and uh, we'll give it perfect consideration. So I'm not saying it uh, will be an absolute, but, uh, but I'd like to hear some ideas. So, uh, or if you have some uh, uh, subjects or topics, uh, uh, let me know and we'll, we'll try to you know, we'll see what the Lord leads. So be thinking about that. We got, like I said, we got another week or two at least and uh, before we finish up here and uh, so be praying uh, about that and see where the Lord may lead us uh, into our next study. So, all right, so we're going to look at, uh, we're going to op uh, open up with Hebrews 12, 18 through 20. Indeed, oh, I'm sorry, hit the wrong button there. For you have not come to what may be touched, a blazing fire, a darkness, and gloom, and a tempest, and the sound of a trumpet, and a voice whose words made the hearers beg that no further messages be spoken to them, for they could not endure the order that was given. Even if even a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, have another quick word of prayer, if we may. All right. Get back over here. Let us pray. Uh, dear Lord, again, we just come for you and thank you and praise you. And uh, Lord, let's pray that you be with us tonight. Uh, guide us in this study. Uh, guide us in this teaching. Uh, Lord, help us uh, to have a, a better understanding of your word. Uh, Lord, uh, reveal to us maybe something that we're not seeing. And uh, let it be used for your glory. And uh, Lord, uh, let us serve you well. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I'm sorry for the, uh, I don't know if y'all could hear the... <laughs> the engine going around there for whatever reason we have a sharp curve right here and when they get around that curve they want to rev up those engines and hit that straight stretch uh, flying up through there and uh, I won't uh, mention anybody that I know that has a motorcycle that at one time I could hear their radio from almost uh, seven tenths of a mile away and uh, uh, who flies up and down through here uh, his last name is Young, and his first name is Vig, but I won't mention who it is. So. But I don't forget. I've had people a lot of times say, "I saw some nut flying past me." And I thought, "Who is that on that motorcycle?" And they said, "It was your dad." So, so if you see a, a blur on a motorcycle, don't be offended. He might be in a hurry to get something to eat. I don't know. So, but uh, you know, this morning, I um. Uh, was a different experience you know I, I, I have there's been times where they really feel like the the Holy Spirit has really um, um, really come upon me you know but this morning uh, it was very uh, overwhelming you know I uh, you know I, I get embarrassed uh, sometimes when uh, I get a little emotional you know it, 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 I don't know if what I mean I'm not been 
raised that you know crying was wrong nothing like that you know uh, my dad has never you know he's he's never been afraid to show emotions or nothing like that so it's not like that it just uh, uh i don't know i just get get embarrassed by it a little bit but i but it was um uh it, just the spirit uh was so uh strong and so thick it, it was just a uh an incredible uh feeling in fact uh you know it's almost unsure on on how to handle it uh what, what was the best way to uh, to deal with that, you know, I don't want to do anything to hinder uh, the spirit. You know, I wanted to to consume uh, the sanctuary. You know, I wanted to uh, uh, for everybody, and from what based on the responses I saw, everybody could really uh, feel that. And it's a it's a very awe-inspiring uh, uh, kind of. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. I mean, I just really don't. It is just. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, it's just, it's just not, nothing I can can ex describe, you know. And it's kind of like what we um, see here, verse eighteen. Here it says, "For you have not come to what may be touched—a blazing fire, and a darkness, and a gloom, and a tempest." Now, you know, you're going to think uh, it was just like uh, you know God's presence uh, was on this on this mountain. See, you're thinking back uh, to Mount Sinai. You're thinking back when uh, when God uh, was was talking. Uh, to Moses, and he's giving the Ten Commandments, and 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 you know, it, I don't know. Everybody wants to think of of God as some uh, grandfatherly kind of figure sitting in his lap, but here even Moses had uh, talked to God through the burning bush, but even he was was trembling uh, at at the at what he was seeing and what he was witnessing, and it was just uh, the you imagine just the storms and uh, the the everything that was going on was just. Uh, unlike anything anybody had ever seen and you know and when you when you're dealing with that presence of God uh, you know it is very very humbling all right it is very humbling uh, it is um, uh, you know that's one thing that we're going to see here tonight that is that we're, people need to have more of a reverence uh, for God uh, that um, uh, that all-powerful you know we we stand before God uh, you know you see I think a lot of people say that uh, say that a little too lightly, you know, I, when we stand before God, I wonder, and the reason why I say that is because when we be on our faces, when we be down, uh, you know, uh, you know, are we, you know, I think some people say we're always going to be standing around, you know, like, yes, I think that uh, when in the presence of God, man, we're just going to be down on our knees and uh, unable to, uh, uh, you know, in that, that, that presence, uh, you know, is going to be unlike anything that we have ever experienced. And so uh, I think that's something we need to prepare ourselves for. You know, I, I think you need to take that more seriously uh, and that, that, that allness uh, of God. And that's what we're seeing here, that uh, you, have, you have not come to what may be touched, a blazing fire, a darkness, and a gloom, and a tempest, and the sound of a trumpet, and a voice. You know, you hear that sound of a trumpet, you know, again, that may be some way to to uh, express God's presence. You know, when we see that, uh, you know, that sound of the trumpet, uh, when, when Christ uh, uh, raptures us out of here, and a voice whose words made the hearers beg that no further messages be spoken. And apparently the voice was so so booming and so loud, they were like, you know, no more, you know. But we see, you know, we see that in complete contrast that uh, we see here that uh, that voice uh, uh, whose words made the hearers beg no further messages. But you see that, uh, uh, let's see, over here in um, uh, uh, verse 24, like I said, we'll, we'll come back to 24. 
but it says that uh, uh, in regards to Jesus, that speaks a better word. All right. So you know, so it goes from uh, a God that is unapproachable to Jesus Christ, who is the mediator that allows us to be able to come to the presence of God. So we're going to see uh, the, how this all comes together here in just a second. But, all right, you know, uh, we're talking about verse 17. Uh, you know, I made mention that we may come back and hit that. Uh, you know, when we look at, um, uh, we're talking about Esau, all right? You know, when we look, we, let's kind of, maybe we should just recap just, just a quick, uh, if, if quickly if we may. Uh, you know, in our study uh, that we've been talking about here, uh, first uh, we had, um, you know, we, this, we compared much of what we were learning to uh, as a race. And talk about that that uh, persevering, that endurance uh, to not give up. That we're in a in a uh, uh, um, uh, long distance race. I got here in a second. Uh, it's like a long distance kind of race, and uh, it's not a sprint, you know. But we have to be focused. And I've talked about that before. That you know, when I'm when I'm was able to run, when I was able to. Uh, uh, be in these races, you know, I, I loved, loved running 5K races, and I just get so focused on that finish line, I get so focused on where I'm headed, that I kind of block everything out, you know, I just don't really think much about anything else, and, uh, and, and, and stay focused until the end, and that's what we have to do as Christians, so that we have to stay, have that focus until the end, we have to be focused on what is to come. Remember, I was talking about this morning that we are sojourners. We are only uh, passing through this world to come to the world to come. And so, uh, even though uh, culture and society is spinning out of control, we still have a responsibility and a job while we're here. But we have to stay focused on the things of Jesus Christ. So we have to stay strong. We have to stay on the straight uh, path. Uh, you know, the devil allows plenty of, of areas to wander. We ask why as narrow is the way that leads to life and broad is the path that leads to destruction. That's why we have to stay the course. We have to stay on that, that narrow path. But, uh, you know, so we were uh, uh, talking about that. You know, when I was talking, of course, I referred to a couple of uh, instances in regards to the Olympics. Of course, I talked about, uh, um, oh, my mind just, just went blank on me. Um, Oh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, the man that uh, injured his leg, and then he, uh, uh, his father, come and helped him. Then I used another uh, scenario in the uh, uh, Olympics of Mexico, uh, where the individual's uh, uh, was his leg was bleeding, and uh, but he finished the race. And they said, "Why would you finish when you were?" Almost to the last, what was even the point? He said, hey, my country flew me out here not to 7,000 miles away, not to start a race, but to finish a race. You know, there's a lot of Christians out there who, uh, uh, they, uh, or people who claim Christianity, they start out strong, they start out hard. You know, you look at uh, uh, the, um, uh, the seed that fell on the, on, the, on the rocky ground or seed that uh, the weeds choked out. You know, it's, you know, they start out hard, they start out strong. You think they're, they're on fire, then, you know, Take much of anything, knocks them right out of the race, they're going right back out into the world. We're going to face those uh, spiritual and emotional and mental injuries, but we have to continue the, the run. We have to continue the course. And uh, because one day, you know, that's why we, we're going to cross that finish line. And we, we, we are in it to win it, so to speak. And so uh, that's why I love these passages. You know, like I say, I know I speak a lot about running. But it was, it was a passion of mine. It's something I really, really enjoy. And it's something that I really miss. Uh, I keep putting the words how much I miss it. I'd give give anything to be able to get out there and be able to run again. But I 
my back, my knees. I mean, you, <laughs> and, and my fat belly ain't going to allow it. And somebody said today, said, you know, said, you look just like Santa Claus with your, your belly and your hair and your beard. Hey, that's cool, man. Always like Santa Claus. So there you go. I, I'll take that. I ain't worried about it. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to come here to, to uh, <laughs> uh, starting to say seesaw. Here we come to seesaw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, I got a friend of mine named Cecil, and my my little cousin Chaz. When well, he's grown man, married now. But he uh, when he was a kid, he couldn't say Cecil, and he called him Seesaw. So I don't know why I started to say Seesaw. Don't be like Seesaw. <laughs> Let's not be like Esau. All right, I'll get out here in a second. Let's not be like Esau. Uh, that um, uh, he. Uh, uh, he, he gave up the um, eternal blessings of God for, uh, for some temporary instant satisfaction. You know, right? you know, it's so easy to want to do that. You know, we, it's so easy to, to want to trade uh, God's uh, promises for instant gratification for the things that the world may offer. And um, I think that's where that battle comes in. Well, I know that's where that battle comes in. You know, it's so easy. The devil makes it uh, very easy and very appealing uh, to want to do those things. And that's where we have to fight. And we have good days. We fight and we do well. You know, we're victorious. We're, man, that's awesome. You know, we, we draw closer to the Lord. And, um, uh, but then there's those days that uh, we, the old devil, uh, he trips us up pretty good. And we uh, mess up big time. And, and, and give in to, uh, to something that we know that we shouldn't, and whether it's your temper or whatever it may be. You know, and I think that's one of the toughest things as a Christian, that even though you know you're forgiven, you know, we're nobody's perfect, you know, and I've told you this before, it, to me, I beat myself up more, uh, you know, we're all human, all right, we all mess up, there's, there's none righteous, no, not one, all right, we, we understand that, we know that, but as a pastor in particular, you know, it's not that I'm, uh, I could ever be any better than anybody else, or more perfect than everybody else. But I feel like I, I need to be at a, at a, you know, where I'm at this. I, you know, God has called me to a high calling, you know. And when I lose my temper, or when I say something to my wife I shouldn't, or or say something to some idiot in front of me and I'm striving that I shouldn't, you know, I, I really, I really beat myself up bad, you know. Cause I'm like, ah, you know, it's just. Here you're supposed to be a Christian, you're a pastor, and, you know, and it's like, you know, it, it, it's just that, that turmoil, you know, that when you're for, you ask for forgiveness, you're forgiven. You know, that's one thing, we are forgiven. God, he, he will no longer choose to bring that up again. We should rejoice. We are forgiven and let it go. But see, the battle doesn't end there. That'd be great if it did. See, the battle continues so that even though we know we're forgiven, the devil still whispered in your ear, look what you've done. Look how you messed up. Look what you said. Here you're supposed to be a Christian. Here you're supposed to be an example for your family and church. And Oh, my gosh. You know, just like you just... And then the more that plays in your head, the more upset you get, the more stressed out you get, the more you tend to mess up. So I don't know about the rest of you all, but I have days like that, and it's just like, oh, you know, it just, you know, it, what what now, you know? Uh, it's like the other day, in my, working in my wood shop, I know over a cup of these little bitty pieces I was working on, it goes all over the floor. I'm fat, all right, and I have to get down on my hands and knees and pick up all these little pieces, I can't breathe. It wasn't fun. So it made the day even worse than what I was going through. But, you know, let's not be like uh, that, that, that Esau uh, who, um, who gave up uh, eternal blessings 
uh, for a, a sense of instant gratification. We got to fight against those kind of things. All right. So when we look here, uh, I just want to make sure that we're on. I'm on the right track here. What I just want to discuss. Now, when we look here, particularly in verses 18 through 21, uh, if you have trusted in Jesus' blood, you have not come to the terrors of the law. You know, we look at this here, we see that, um, uh, of course, you know, we're talking about um, God's giving the law on Mount Sinai. You're looking at Exodus 19, uh, 10 through 25. Uh, why did God give us the law? I mean, if you want to, we can look at Galatians 3, 19 through 24 real quick. Uh, let's see here. Let's get over here real quick. Galatians 3, 19 through 24. I can get over here to it. There we go. Um, well, then the law, it was added because of the transgressions until the offspring should come to whom the promise had been made. It was put in place through angels by an intermediary. Now an intermediary applies more than one, but God is one. Is the law then contrary to the promises of God? Certainly not, for if law had been given that could give life, then righteousness would indeed be by the law. But the scriptures are prisoned everything under the sun, so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. Now before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came in order that we might be justified by faith. So that's why we were giving the law, given the law. So again, that was Galatians 3, 19 through 24. If you want to write that down, highlight that and go back and read it, it might be good. Keisha, never question was to ever uh, come back uh, uh, again. But again, that law, uh, it was uh, there to instill in us the, uh, uh, the fear uh, of his holiness, his judgment, uh, that's something we're all going to have to face. Again, that's what goes back to what I was talking about a second ago. You know, the experience I had this morning was just uh, uh, overpowering. You know, that's just the Holy Spirit. That's just, you know, uh, the, to, that had, had, had come over me. Uh, and it was just like, whew, you know, it was just overwhelming. But we're going to be uh, standing. Uh, again, I, we may be on our faces but, you know, when we come before an almighty God uh, in judgment. Now, we look at that. Uh, judgment in a couple of ways. Uh, you know, we see all this uh, this evil uh, and this chaos going on in the world, and and we're thinking, you know, why why does this have to happen? But trust me, uh, there, God is going to to uh, uh, you know His judgment's going to be sufficient. You know, they're going to uh, to get theirs with all, all the evil that's going on in this country. I mean, there's some horrible, evil things that go on out there. That's why I worry sick about my. My kids, every time you know, every time my daughter goes out the door and stuff, uh, they they don't understand it. Uh, and that, and as like I said, now it's payback time for me for all the times that Dad was worried sick over me. And I was like, why? Why is he so worried? What's the deal? You know? And now I get to get a good dose of that. So I know that he gets to sit back and laugh and <laughs> get you some. I could hear him now. But anyway, so, uh, but hey, trust me, these evil people out there, they're going to get theirs one day. There's no need to worry about that. And then we're going to be judged for everything done uh, uh, as Christians. Uh, you know, we're going to be uh, held accountable. You know, that's why we have a job. That's why we have a mission. We have a, a responsibility as Christians to get out there and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, to be that salt of earth. Very much some of the things I was talking about this morning, we, you know, we were going to be judged on these things. 
You know, I, I don't know about you, but I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. I pray about it daily. Lord, help me. What what are ways that I can better spread the gospel? You know, I I, I work hard uh, doing the morning devotions uh, each morning. I work hard posting scriptures. I work hard to, to be an encourager. I try hard to uh, uh, to respond back to uh, uh, you know emails and, and problems, the uh, things that people have, calling individuals. And 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 but I still feel like there needs to be more. You know, I want the church to to get more uh, community oriented uh, ways that we can. I don't know, just constantly try to think of something and. You know, the, the stupid virus has screwed everything up. You know, that's one way we do reach out to the communities with our car and bus, our fall festival, our, our Christmas presentations, our Easter presentations. That's one ways, uh, one of many ways that we get out there and talk to others about the Lord. And, and it has really been a, a, a damper uh, to be able to do that. So that's why I try to work extra hard uh, online. And I've noticed that a lot of people, particularly since this virus is, uh, has been a... a thorn in our sides. I've seen a real uh, upswing with a lot of individuals on, on online who are sharing uh, more uh, Christian-oriented uh, posts and encouraging posts. And uh, and I can see a difference uh, with, with individuals online. And that's a great thing. Not all. There's still some people out there I, I see that they uh, put out there and I'm just like, oh my gosh, man, I, I wouldn't have posted that. But then again, I'll put something on there I think is funny, and I have people saying, I look at your post and shake my head, I'm thinking, oh, no, what did I put? <laughs> you know, so I'd go back and look, because if I don't, they'll call Dad, you know what your son did, and then I get a call, what did you put on there? I say, I don't know. So, <laughs> but anyway, so, but we need to have that um, uh, that fear of his holiness. You know, we need to have that, uh, that reverence. Uh, you know, we need to, you know, people, you've got to understand uh, that we serve an almighty God, all right, a God that um, is all-powerful, omniscient, omnipresent. He created this world. He can wipe us all out in a, a blink of an eye if you wanted to. And I, I don't believe that people give God the proper reverence, you know. I know they don't. Uh, I think they, they're kind of flippant uh, towards their attitude towards God. They're not having that fear. And again, that fear is not that cowering, scared Fear, it is that, that deep respect for an almighty God. And it, it is very frustrating uh, watching uh, television shows and things and how uh, their total uh, blasphemous uh, actions towards God uh, they're, uh, and, and act like it's no big deal. You know, uh, hey, you know, I talk about how I like to watch Highway to Heaven at lunchtime stuff. And I'll be honest with you, there's some episodes I'm thinking, shoo, man, I don't remember this. Or maybe I didn't realize the extent of... Uh, the uh, bad theology, <laughs> the uh, uh, some of the attitudes towards God that they kind of portrayed on that show, and I, in fact, there's a couple ones I just said, I deleted it. I couldn't even stomach it. I thought this is just ridiculous, you know. So that was back in '88, you know, and uh, so you know, fast forward uh, to now, you know, that is, uh, uh, you know, we see it exponentially worse now. Uh, it's amazing how uh, television shows and comedians, uh, they have no problems with attacking Christianity. Very odd. They, don't have, they, they're, they're, they won't touch uh, uh, Muhammad or, or, or Buddha or something like that. But if it's God or Christianity, oh, well, that's okay. And they'll sit there and poke fun and crack jokes and, uh, and everybody think it's funny. Uh, you know, uh, in fact, my daughter was talking, telling me today that somebody had posted a, 
a picture of, of Jesus on the cross. And, uh, and somebody said, well, if he had obeyed the law, he wouldn't be up there. You know? And it, it even, uh, praise God, uh, praise God for my daughter. She uh, uh, saw that and stood up uh, for the Lord and uh, put this person in their place and, uh, and explained the love of Jesus to this person. And I'm very, very proud of her for doing that. So, uh, But... Uh, uh, it's just that these these attitudes that we're seeing, and it's only going to get worse. You know, it's like Dad's talking about this morning. Uh, the devil knows uh, the time is at end, coming to an end, and he's running loose, and he's trying to cause as much evil and pain and problems that he can with everything that he can muster, because he knows that his time is coming to an end, and so evil's only going to get worse. And so that's why Christians, uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, you know, that's one thing I can't express to you. Don't have a flippant attitude towards God. Don't uh, 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 make sure that you're showing that reverence, uh, that you're showing that respect, that you, you understand the greatness of God and who He is and what He represents, and, and that you uh, uh, are taking seriously uh, your walk with Christ and your walk with God. Uh, and uh, to me, that's a real concern. I mean, it really is, uh, because I see some of the jokes and the, the attitudes in regards to God. And, uh, uh, you know, there's a reason why God's Word says every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Uh, if, we, if we didn't worship Him, even the very rocks would cry out. So, you know, we need to make sure that uh, uh, when we go to God in prayer, that we are showing that respect. When we reference God, we're showing respect. God will not be mocked. God's Word tells us that. He will not be mocked. And so these comedians, all these people who think they're being big and funny, and they're mocking God, they're going to have a very rude awakening. So I hope you understand that and realize that. But, um, and again, uh, we see that, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I need a water. Um, Anyway, uh, God's law uh, shows us the need for a mediator. All right, so we see this here that um, uh, that uh, you know in verse eighteen and nineteen that uh, for you have not come to what may be touched a blazing fire and a darkness and gloom and a tempest and the sound of a trumpet. So you're seeing a, a God that is is not approachable, uh, so to speak. Okay, uh, well, not so to speak. Uh, he was not approachable. In fact, that's why it says here that even a beast touches the mountain it shall be stolen they have to take it out and, and kill it and just like uh, um oh it's a me he touched the ark and he fell over dead my mind went completely blank on but you know what i'm talking about uh it, it, that was the point there so that's why we have even though that god was not um, approachable uh here at mount sinai that it points us to the need of jesus christ the mediator who talks to god on our behalf and remember and i know i've said this before i don't mean to sound like a broken record but remember god is not this just this this horrible uh, <laughs> uh otis uh, my pure needs to say amen so uh but uh it's not this this is horrible uh god uh that um uh that jesus is, is holding back saying no no don't 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 smite them don't don't take them down you know kind of attitude no uh, God is talking to, uh, God is a loving God. If God was not loving, he would not have sent his only son uh, to, to die for us, to save us. So realize that, okay? So don't feel like that Jesus is there trying to say, hold, hold back now. No, no, it's not like that, all right, at all. But Jesus Christ allows us to approach that holy God. 
And so that's why I want to hope you understand that, that, that reverence and what we're looking at, what we're discussing here uh, this evening. Uh, so if you, um, uh, so, okay, let's look at verses 22 through 24 here. Let me get over here. Just one second. Let me get my slides up here. Let's see here. Okay, I want to look at uh, uh, 21. I didn't read 21. I said 22, but let's, let's go back because I did not read 21. So let's do that. 21, and we'll start out with that. And then we'll end with 24 here in just a second here. All right. Um, indeed, so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I tremble with fear. Going back to what I was just talking about uh, at the extent of what was going on there. Uh, but you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels in festal gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect. Okay? Now, let's look at a few things here. And I want to... Uh, I'm curious about something here. I don't know if it'll let me or not. Um, let's see here. All right, we look at here. Uh, let's see here. Yes, there we go. That looks good. All right, now those, um, unfortunately, those on social media won't be able to see what I'm doing here, but I'm underlining certain things that I feel like is important that we need to discuss. Now, we see here that uh, this uh, in regards to Mount Zion, or verse 22, but you have come to Mount Zion, all right? This is the name of the stronghold of Jerusalem that David conquered. You see that in 2 Samuel 5, 4 through 8, okay? So um, we see that there. Uh, we have that, um, uh, the, um, uh, the Mount Zion there, and the city of the living God. Now, uh, going back, let me get back over here. I hate that those social media can't see this, but uh, City of the Living, hold on here, City of the Living God. That is so cool. I was hoping I could do that. Uh, I didn't have time to practice to see if I could before it started. Um, so you have um, uh, the City of the Living God. That is, um, uh, when we talk about, uh, particularly when it comes to uh, the city here, uh, that is, uh, city is mentioned uh, more than any other book. Uh, in Hebrews, and we can look at Hebrews 3.12, we can he look at Hebrews 9.14 uh, in regards to these kind of, uh, that type of conversation. Uh, but if we look at this here, particularly if you have trusted in Jesus Christ, you have come to the joys of the new covenant in Jesus' blood. Uh, we see here that, um, uh, that we have the joy of the inclusion in the city of the living God. Let's look at Hebrews 3.12, just real quick, which I just mentioned here. Hebrews 3.12 says, uh, Take care, brothers, lest there be any of you... I'm sorry, lest there be in... Hold on here, I'm sorry, let me start over. Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God. Okay? So again, we're referencing here the living God. And um, let's see here, make sure I'm on the, on the right path here. So, uh, inclusion of the city of the living God. And um, uh, because when we, we see that there, that God is the architect, all right? We see that uh, uh, 
Jesus says, I, I go to prepare a place for you. This is the, uh, the, the, the glories of heaven that we're, we're, we're discussing here. And uh, remember this, that God will, will be there. Uh, he will illuminate heaven. And this is where he'll wipe away every tear. There will be no more pain. There will be no more sorrow. Uh, you know, uh, it will be, uh, 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 it's going to be a peace like nothing we've ever known. It, it, it'll be like something we have never experienced. Uh, that's why we have something to look forward to. Uh, you know, this earth, uh, it may have some, uh, what we consider uh, good things that happen. Uh, you know, uh, like uh, you know, my wife, my kids, uh, my parents, you know, uh, wonderful things. But that is pales in comparison to the love and what we're going to see and share in heaven. We, we see some beautiful things here on this earth, but again, pales in comparison to what we're going to experience and see in heaven. And so praise God for that. You know, I can't wait to see and have that experience. You know, again, heaven's not going to be some, some boring, foggy-like uh, place or sitting on uh, uh, clouds uh, in a tunic uh, strumming, uh, you know, on our... Uh, Anyway, instrument. <laughs> so, you know, it is uh, our harps. There you go. And, uh, uh, you know, it is, um, uh, it's not going to be like that. You know, we're going to have actual cities. And these actual city, this actual city, uh, you know, it won't have, won't even be a need for police officers. And it, it won't be afraid to go into alleys. And, and you know, it's going to be, it's going to be wonderful. And we're going to get to see our uh, not only God, we're going to, get to see Jesus. We're going to see disciples and apostles, all these great men of God who went before us, all these martyrs who went on, our families. You know, it's going to be, oh my gosh, it gives us something uh, to be excited about. It gives us something to look forward to. And, uh, uh, you know, and so that's why we have this here, the city of the living God, that you may come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and two innumerable of angels at festival gatherings. So I'm getting ahead of myself here just a second. But anyway, uh, if you look at, uh, at Mount Zion, in fact, that's what I was talking about uh, last uh, this morning. Uh, an individual uh, was kind of giving me... Uh, Baiting me, or if you will, about uh, my cross and how it had uh, the American flag on it, trying to say I was elevating uh, America to Mount Zion. And I was like, no, I'm not elevating and equating America with heaven. And so I don't know where the confusion was on that, but uh, hopefully I was able to, to get through there. Now, we see here, uh, uh, and two, let me get back over here just a second here. It says, and two innumerable angels, all right, in festal, uh, hold on here, in festal gatherings, okay? So, I need to get a pen. <laughs> so, let me get on back over here. So, when we see that here, um, you have come to the joy of myriad of angels and festal assembly. You know, if you want to put it that way, let's look at First Peter one twelve. All right, First Peter one twelve. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you and the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. These things to which the angels long to look. And let's look at Revelation 5, 11 through 12. It 
Then I looked and I heard around the throne and living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. So we see these angels singing praises and glories to God and uh, we'll be joining in with these angels. And that was going to be a wonderful thing. You know, uh, I have um, longed for the ability to sing. I, I, I've told you before, I love, I love music so much. I told my dad today, I said, I'd give anything if the Lord would, would grant me the ability to sing as good as he does. You know, I, I'd, I'd give anything in the world. Uh, I don't know why God didn't see fit to give me that talent. Uh, I really don't. Uh, I love it. But, praise God. When I get to heaven, I will no longer sing off key. In fact, I hit keys now that have not even been invented yet. So, uh, you know, so, so, but but when I get to heaven, I'll have perfect pitch. And, and I can't wait, man. I get up there. I'll be like um, Barty Fife from the guy. You know, he told him, and he said, now you sing real, real soft in the mic. You know, he had the, the guy that could really sing in the background. And Barney was whispering. All of a sudden, he's like, well, he just really just starts singing. You know, he really thinks he's really doing something. Well, that's the way I'm going to be in heaven. I'm going to be like, man, yeah, <laughs> like look at, yeah, you know, I'll be looking around and look at this. I can sing, and and man, and that's one thing we need to do now uh, when we come to church is to enjoy that that praise to God. You know, and that, you know that's one thing. You know, I know when I sing Happy Birthday and stuff, I, I know it's awful. You know, I I know it is. But, you know, that's the one thing, though, that when we're singing praises to God, who cares what you sound like, all right? You're singing to God. You're giving praise to God. You're, you're not uh, doing it for everybody else to hear. Because I hear some people, and they're about like me. They're just, you know, they're kind of underneath your breath, or, or you're just singing inside, and, and you're afraid to, because you don't want people to hear you. And that's one reason why I do that. Hey, man, let it out. Who cares? Just sing it, you know? And uh, let's just get in and get something out of our praise and in, 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 uh, in our at, at our church and in our worship time. Uh, it's important, and uh, don't neglect that. You know, I think some people they don't uh, they're shy and embarrassed and don't want to do it. So don't don't let the old devil uh, uh, rob you of that. Okay. Uh, you have come to the joy of the church of the firstborn who ended in heaven. And you know, here's the thing. You know, we see that there. Uh, and, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven and to God. All right, so you think of the firstborn. There's only one firstborn. All right, I'm mom and dad's firstborn, and they always say the firstborn is the smartest, best-looking uh, one of the of the family. And uh, you know, so I, you know, when I look in the mirror, I understand where they're coming from. With it. So I'm just kidding. I, I I hope that one day my sister will see this and. Uh, and uh, find it as funny as I do. But anyway, uh, so, but uh, for all of us who become Christians, who accept Jesus Christ, Lord, personal Lord and Savior, uh, we're all firstborns into the kingdom of God. You know, is that not a wonderful thing? We're all equal. We're all joint heirs in the throne. Uh, equality, gosh, imagine uh, what what equality. If you know, we hear that word so much today, but you know, we're all the firstborn. And uh, so praise God, you know, that uh, uh, we all get to join equally. You know, the firstborn, 
uh, when you look at particularly in Old Testament settings and or in, even in the New Testament times, they were the ones who uh, uh, inherited those things from the Father and uh, the lands and, and whatever it may be. They were treated a little bit differently. And uh, so that's why those of us who are saved were all firstborns. And uh, so we get to enjoy uh, those benefits uh, that God has promised us uh, uh, in his kingdom. Uh, let's see here. Um, uh, let's see, let me get back over here. Um, firstborn who enrolled in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect. So, uh, when we look at this here, uh, you have come to the joy of the judge of all, uh, who is God. Uh, we'll look at, let's see, let me look over at Revelation 18.20 here, just real quick. Revelation 18.20. Get over here. Uh, rejoice over her, O heaven, and you saints and apostles and prophets, for God has given judgment for you against her. All right, so we see in that here, uh, talking about uh, uh, God's judgment. Of course, I discussed that just a few minutes ago in regards to, to God's judgment on us. Um, let's see, we can also see here that uh, you have come to the joy of the spirits of the righteous uh, made perfect. Uh, the, we're talking about the saints here, that is God and, and the, who has died and, and gone on before us. So we're, we're, that's what we're talking about here, uh, uh, talking about the, the saints, uh, the spirits of the righteous made perfect. All those who have gone on before us, they're still in their heavenly form. They've not been uh, uh, you know, united with their, 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 their bodies. You know, when Jesus Christ in his second coming uh, will be uh, united with our, uh, with our bodies. Uh, so uh, wait, wait, wait a minute. I don't sound right. Remember, there's a difference between the rapture and the second coming. And so, yeah, when God raptures us, okay, there we go. I don't want, um, uh, it can be very confusing sometimes, so I'll make sure I get that right. That there is a distinction. There's those out there who will argue with me that there's a difference, that the rapture and the second coming are both the same. That is not true, all right? Anyway, they have not, uh, remember, our earthly bodies and our spirits will be united. We'll have new heavenly bodies. Thank God. I hope, pray, God gives me a good washboard stomach. Right now, I've got a keg, but I hope that he gives me a good washboard stomach. That would be nice. But anyway, uh, so we get to see uh, those, those saints uh, that uh, who've gone on before us. So uh, praise the Lord for that. Now, let's uh, get back over here. Oh, hold on a second here. Let me get back to... Where I was at. Um, okay. Oh, went too far. There we go. All right. There we go. All right. Let's want to look at verse uh, 24 here. And to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and the to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word of uh, better. It's my me tonight. Sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. All right, here we go. I have to tell you what. Um, so we're looking at here. Hold on, let me get back. There you go. Got so many things we're trying to do at the same time here. Um, so we see the covenant of the joy of Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant for one. All right, so well, right here we're looking at um, uh, the new covenant. Uh, so that's, that's one thing. Let's look at Hebrews 8, 6 in regards to that. All right, so let's go back here to Hebrews 8, 6. 
And it says there, they serve a copy, oh no, I'm sorry, verse 5, uh, verse 6. But as it is, Christ has obtained a ministry that is much more excellent than the old as the covenant. He mediates is better since it is enacted on uh, better promises. So, uh, the reason why I read that is, see, you know, remember the Jews here were being uh, being prosecuted, persecuted, and um, it was so easy for them to want to go back uh, to this old covenant, go back to the laws. And so Jesus Christ here, he's, he's trying to explain them the new covenant. See, it reminds me very much uh, like my wife, because my wife, she hates change. All right, she hates it. I've never seen anybody in my, that's probably a sort of one of our, some of our, a lot of our arguments is her ability to change. She hates it. If I rearrange the living room, if I rearrange the bedroom, if I try to buy a new car or a motorcycle or something like it, she hates it. All right. She just goes, I mean, you just see her. She starts biting her nails and you just see her anxiety. Uh, she, she can't, she just drives her crazy. And I'm like, what is the deal? You know, but boy, did she turn the tables on me? Because when this uh, whole COVID thing hit, all of a sudden, she decided she wanted to redo the whole living room, the kitchen. She worked my fanny off. So I think that she was trying to prove a point. Oh, you want change? I'm going to give you change. And she really burned my bacon. All right. So she 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 got me so she she worked me so hard that the thoughts of change I don't even want to think about it anymore. So I think she did teach me a lesson. But here's the thing. Uh, we can't revert back to the old ways of doing things and thinking, all right? We can't revert back to the, our uh, legalistic ways of thinking. We have a new covenant. We have a new, uh, that Jesus Christ is giving us a new way. And that's what we need to, to keep our eyes on and focused on and don't go back to that old ways of thinking. So that's what we see here in that when we, when we talk about that, uh, that, new, uh, that new covenant there. Now you have come to the joy of the sprinkled blood, which speaks better than the blood of Abel. So we can look at a couple of things here. We're looking at um, Hebrews 10.4. Let's look at that. So Hebrews 10.4. 10.4, good buddy. Uh, Hebrews 10.4. Uh, let's see here. For it's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. All right. Meaning that that was insufficient, that Jesus Christ was the only one perfect enough to shed the blood that was necessary uh, for uh, to atone for our sins. Now, we get this, particularly we're talking about here with Esau, we can look at Genesis 4.10. So we can go over here, went from 10.4 to 4.10. So, go over here, which says, uh, And the Lord said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me, from the ground. So I said Esau, I meant Abel, I apologize. Uh, so uh, so we see that uh, the, the, the blood of, of Abel uh, was, was screaming out for vengeance uh, for what had happened to him, but we see that the blood of Christ come to save us. So that, that is why it says that it speaks better word than the blood of Abel, because the blood of Abel was vengeance, and Jesus Christ gave the blood to save us. Because his blood was the atoning worth, the only thing that was good enough uh, to uh, to uh, save us from very real hell, and that, and that exists. Guys, you've got to understand. There are so many people out there who don't. They still have the erroneous belief that they can be good enough to get to heaven. Well, God would send me to hell because I'm a good... You have to confess your sins. You have to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. 
All right, that's why Jesus had to do, that's why he had to go through the scourging. That's why he had to be nailed to the cross. That's why he rose again on the third day. He had to do these things. He's the only one perfect enough to do this to keep you from spending an eternity in hell. We all deserve hell. But Jesus Christ provided a way that we may have eternal life. So you need to get out of this this stupid way of thinking that you're going to be good enough to get into heaven. And if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, man, you better make that change today. If you think going to church, if you think going on motorcycle ministry rides, if you think giving and donating is going to help get you into heaven, you are wrong. If your daddy was saved, granddaddy was saved, great-granddaddy was saved, you, unless you've made a profession of faith, you are not saved. So you're not saved through osmosis. You have to give, all right? You have to have that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's the only way, and when you accept that, that's why Jesus Christ had to shed his precious blood to save us. So we need to understand, you know, are we, um, you know, are we, are you being legalistic in your your walk? Do you think, it, you know, it amazes me that, that uh, there's people out there who still think you have to have your hair cut short and girls got to wear a dress and men's got to wear a collar, you know, it's stupid or, or any other kind of legal. You have to be baptized or some kind of, uh, of uh, craziness, you know, that uh, uh, that they think it's going to, you know, man has, has tacked on uh, to uh, for you to attain salvation. Uh, you know, are you living there? Or are you having a relationship with Jesus Christ? Are you working daily? Have you confessed your sins? And understand what Jesus Christ done on the cross. Are you working daily to work on that relationship? And that's what this is, a relationship with Jesus Christ. Are you working on that? Are you doing that? And, um, you know, it's something you have to do do daily. And that's one thing, you know, it goes back to uh, this, this whole study uh, in Hebrews is to help us, to encourage us, uh, to improve spiritually, uh, to look pointing us forward to that, that new covenant of Jesus Christ. And we have to stay focused. And that's the main thing. The, the devil is a master of distraction. And for us, those of us who are saved, we have to stay focused on God. Don't let the distractions of the world that's going on keep you from your focus on Jesus Christ. Keep your eyes on the prize, my friends, because I'm telling you what, uh, we're going to be standing before God sooner than later. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, we love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you for this study this evening. Lord, I hope that I brought some understanding and clarification uh, that, uh, uh, on this passage uh, this evening. Uh, Lord, help us to stay focused on you. Help us, Lord Jesus, to understand your saving grace. Uh, Lord, help us to strive to, uh, to have that mind of Christ and to do what is right in your eyes. And Lord, for those watching this evening that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you've died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All of everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day, and I pray that uh, everybody has a good, wonderful, and blessed week. Thanks for watching. God bless.